Welcome to Camera Shake Podcast, episode 96, the podcast where we talk about photography, videography, and anything and everything that's got anything to do with any of that, with me, Kirsten Lutz, and Nick Kirby. Hello. Hello, every Thursday. Now, we're back. Another week. Well, where are you, where are you <laughs> back from? Well, I'm back from, well, actually, no, I'm not back from Wales this week. No. Nope. I'm actually, I'm just back from doing lots of admin, like ridiculous amounts of admin. <laughs> that's what I've been doing. You've had a boring week. Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> Spreadsheet galore. But hey, has to be done. What can, you, what can you do? What do you use for spreadsheets? Numbers. Okay. You are a full-on Mackie. I honestly believe that my old MacBook Pro lasted 10 years simply because I never let anything made by Microsoft come close to it. <laughs> that is my honest belief. So you jest slightly, but I totally agree. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, it's worked anyway. I, actually, I, I'm, I'll be honest with you. Um, I like using pages and uh, numbers instead of, and Keynote actually, instead of the equivalent Microsoft products like Word and, you know. I Excel. agree and disagree. Um, I mean, for me, basically, because I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not like a spreadsheet power user. So I, I spent 15 years at least becoming really good on excel mm. on a windows machine i have never been able to do the same thing on uh numbers sure i've never been able to do the same thing on excel on mac either okay because it just doesn't work in the same way and i cannot yeah. get and it's what you get used to i yeah. appreciate <laughs> that um i just can't get back to it i spent so long doing it the other way mm. pages is okay there's a load of quirks that i don't like whereas word just makes sense and is logical to me in on windows mm. now remember you're talking to mac fanboy over here so this pains <laughs> me yeah. to say that i think word and excel on windows massively massively dwarfs anything related on a mac for that however sure keynote I think is the opposite. No, I think Keynote shits all over PowerPoint. For sure. I mean, see, the, the thing, you know, my issue with, and I'm not like, you know, not one of these people who like, you know, slate Microsoft Bros all the time. Only half the time. Not really. <laughs> um, no, I mean, you know, the thing is, um, for what I use spreadsheets for and for what I use word processing, word processors for, um, you know, pages and two, numbers. Two times two in your signature block on your emails. Well, no, I mean, you know, <laughs> um, it's like, yes, there are many more things that you can do with Excel. I mean, it's vastly more powerful. You know, I believe it, you know, whatever. And the same with Word. But there's a lot of belts and whistles that I don't need. And because absolutely. they're there, they just confuse the hell out of me. So No, no, it, I, I don't you know. disagree with you. I think you're absolutely right. Totally, totally right. And that's actually uh, why I love pages so much, because it's just so numbers. simple. Uh, no, pages, as far as word processes are concerned, because it's so much simpler and more straightforward. And that's exactly what I want, because I don't, you know, I don't want to have to sift through X amount of different um, screens and, and menus to find the one simple thing that I wanted to do. Okay. Agree, yeah. uh, totally agree on that mm. that side of things, hundred percent. The problem I have with something like Pages is its stupidity at times, and what I mean by that mm. is um, 
its inability to copy formatting in the same kind of way that you can with yeah. Word. That you know what that's one of the biggest issues that it has. Um, being able to get yourself out of bullets without having to go to a menu to click no bullets, please, mm. rather than just double return. Oh, you can do that actually. You know, it, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's things like that, yeah. right? That, that yeah. I've I, I have problems with it on, yeah. and I think Google Sheets and Google Pages. I don't know. I've virtually never used Google. Google something or whatever, whatever their word version is. Mm. Um, I really like those. And because mm. I know I'm going to use it for the most basic stuff I possibly can, yeah. I don't care about formatting and stuff like that. But the fact that it's just saved in my drive and it's just shared in a nice, easy way yeah, yeah. I, is, is quite nice. Totally. I mean, it's the thing is, nice. like, I actually, that's not true. I, I do use Google Sheets, um, but simply for um, things that are sitting on the back end of my website. Yeah. You know, like for yeah, instance, for, I don't sure. know, for argument's sake, like there's a there's a contact form, for example, you know, on my website, and uh, it's uh, kirstenlutz.com If anybody wants to know, just <laughs> go and you know, go and visit it. Um, leave your message in there. <laughs> yeah. um, send me, you know, go to the contact page and just send me a send me a nice message. It should be nice. Um, but anyway, so you know, all of that stuff gets captured on a on a Google Sheet, basically in the on, on the back end, and you know, and although. It also automatically gets emailed out to me. It you know it's still it yeah these Google Sheets just the Google Drive just sits on the back end of that and it makes perfect yeah. sense and it's easy and yeah. you know, super awesome no problem. And of course when when we share information online, we use Google Sheets as well actually occasionally. Mm. We did we did mm-hmm. share some stuff on. Yeah. Well, I mean we share stuff in all sorts of different ways really. We yeah. do, and it, it's interesting that we navigate towards certain ways of sharing depending on what we're sharing yeah because it's, i think it's all ease of use like for for example and this is like you know um, and, for, and, and and these companies need to be paying attention to stuff like that yeah i think one of the one of the cleverest things um i've used in terms of sharing stuff is shared notes on uh, yeah. on iphone super helpful or on mac i mean that is just the simplest of the simple things it works on your phone on your mac absolutely everywhere it updates itself everywhere else on your yeah. ipad wherever and when it's shared, the minute I make a change, it changes on on your on your phone as well. So it's basically, yeah. you know, we we might just be leaving notes, um, you know, like a list of of gear to bring for a job or something yeah. like that. Or something we you know. we use that as much as we use Google Drive to share data. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah, you know, like files. I think files rather yeah. is is a bit better term. But we use notes, shared notes, cons all the time. Yeah. It's, it's really it's a great thing, and it's because it's so it's so it's practical. Really you know, no matter whether I'm sitting in front of my um, iMac at home or whether I'm out and I've got my phone with me, if I have, if I just you know, let's say a thought comes to my mind, I just think like, oh, I better let Nick know that we need to add this thing to the job that we're going to mm-hmm. next week or something. Exactly, it just goes onto the note, and there it is. Exactly, and it's, and it's easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's no need to text. There's no need to, you know, go online and and like open a shared drive or anything like that. It's just yeah. super. It's just simple. there, right in front of you. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's easy to share with somebody mm. as well. So it's, I don't know, it just makes perfect sense. Um, I have a question. Hmm? How did we get onto this? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, 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 whatever. <laughs> Something, oh, we were talking about um, spreadsheets. 
Oh, the fact that I that I spent Admin. the whole week basically. We, up and we, that, that's how this is how this got. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm Some, very sorry for the geekiness of yeah. randomness. Sometimes I think like you know photography. The fact that this is a photography podcast. It's just that photography gives us the premise to actually have a podcast in the first place. <laughs> I don't think you should allow us to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Anyway, so <laughs> um, photography wise, well, there's, there's actually there's a lot there's a lot going on photography wise um, and stuff. Um, you know, over the well, actually over the last week and coming up as well because we've got we've got a photography talk coming up on Thursday. Actually, if you're listening, mm. if you're listening to this yeah. on the day that this show comes out on Thursday, then um, be advised that we're this evening. This this evening um, we'll be at a photography talk where um, we're going to be talking about the three heads in a row project. So mm. if you're interested in learning how to shoot, there's going to be a live shoot and an editing session. So if you're um, if you're interested in how I shoot three heads in a row uh, images um, and you're interested, you want to see how I live edit one of these images, then come along to the Watford Camera Club in Watford, UK. Starts at 7.45 p.m. So if you're listening to this before you, that time... <laughs> you might want to give a date. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well, it's Thursday, The whatever the day is today. Gone. Thursday, 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 the 3rd of March. There we go. Thursday, 3rd of March. If you are in and around the Waterford area, um, Hertfordshire, you know, Buckinghamshire, London, North London. If it's after that date, go along anyway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Um, So, yeah, if you want to come along, you know, send send me a a message or something. Um, It's, yeah. And hopefully in next week's episode, or perhaps the one after, we might have, um, if we get the opportunity, hmm. we'll shoot a little BTS for it. And sure. um, yeah, all of you guys can see a little bit of how Free Heads in the Road is shot. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, it'll be it'll be nice and easy. It's free as well. So, you know, no tickets. Free and easy, oh, wow. as they say. There you go. Much like yourself. Much like myself, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that should be fun. So that's... Um, that's that's cool. So that's like I said, it's a live shoot um, and um, a live edit session type of thing afterwards. Yeah. That should be super fun. Um, so that's one thing that's coming up, and then we've got a big event coming up on Saturday that we're shooting as well, which is a Battle of the Bands type of mm. huge competition. Actually, mm-hmm. um, we've got fourteen bands to shoot on that day, um, and individual photo shoots with all these bands and stuff. So that's going to be a long day. 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., sorry, till midnight. midnight. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's going to be a lot of shooting going on. I don't, um, know, what, I don't know what to say to that. We're shooting both stills and video, and it's going to be fun. I'm tired already. Yeah, I know, I know. This is only the seventh time I'm doing this event, seventh year. Although, you know, that being yeah. said, of course, this is the first time back since the pandemic. So, actually, we had um, a bit of a gap last year. So this should be Battle of the Bands 8, really, but it's 7. Obviously. But it's not 7. Yeah. So um, That's cool. But that's cool, you know. Uh, getting back into shooting concerts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's made me exhausted thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. It's really 9 <laughs> till midnight. Mm. Who does those kind of hours? I don't know. Us, because we're nuts. And it's for a charity, so you can imagine the pay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what can I say? yeah, that's a good thing. It's a it'd good thing. Good. No, it'd be good. It'd be good. It'd be. It's, 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 it's actually a cracking event, right? And 
because um, lots lots of kids and local musicians are superb opportunity to play on a massive stage, yeah. prop full on setup, full on rig, crew. Um, yeah, crew, yeah, bloody yeah. crew, sound crew. It's gonna be great. Um, I mean, incidentally, you know, for me, this is always like almost like going back to the beginning, you know, because I we've talked about this like many times um, on the show, but for me, I sort of found my way into photography through um, photographing bands, right, and photographing gigs, you know. So yeah, it's yeah. it's really something that I I don't really do that much of these days. Uh, but I love doing it. It's finding time to do it now, isn't it? I'm so busy of well, there's, there's other, other that, projects. But it's also the fact that over the last couple of years, you know, there just weren't very many gigs coming. Mm, mm, mm. You know, there's this lack of opportunity. Yeah. Um, although I don't really, I don't miss the late nights. No. Well, I'll be tapping you up at some point in the next. Oh, it depends if we get our asses in gear or not. But I've been um, playing the Metallica tribute over lockdown. Oh, I remember, yeah. And um, right. hmm. we've done very little with it, but frankly, we're very good. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do blow my own trumpet. Um, so when we do eventually gig, it's the type of band where we do a couple of two, three, four gigs a year. That's it. No more. Cool. But we'll make them big events. Is that with Mark on guitar? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So I'll, I'll have you along to. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, that'd be do, fun. Do the business for, business if you're free. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that'd be super fun. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad that all that stuff's coming back. You know, uh, and now that we have no restrictions anymore in this country, anyway, you know, I think everything's. Oh, get much- this! So this weekend just passed. Um, we're supposed to the the band that I play regularly every every week. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to gig on Saturday night, um, and it would have actually been our first gig in like three weeks or something like that. It's, right. it's been very quiet January February, which, which is unusual for your band. And just yeah. to put that, just to put that into context, so your band pre pandemic, let's say, you would have gigged at least once or twice a week. Uh, it averaged out to about 70, 75 sort of gigs a year. Yeah, so it's one and a half gigs. Yeah, roughly. that's roughly time. what yeah. it worked out to be. And January, February has been, frankly, very quiet. Mm. Very quiet by comparison. And I put that down to, um, what is it? well, okay, well, let's actually bring this around to photography or something like that mm. for a sec. We've been hearing from photographers and i've certainly heard personally from a number of them actually they've been as busy as they have ever been yeah in the last few months sure. all right and that's great it's because weddings have been happening again for example yeah makes a lot of sense however you know one of my band's primary sources of income is weddings and i've spoken to other bands and my you know, the guys I play with have also spoken to other bands and we have not picked up nearly the same way at mm-hmm. all, not okay. even close. Mm. And so my thought process of it is, and I've got nothing to really back this up, but it's just, if I was a punter and I was booking my wedding, where w- and I had less money than I used to have mm-hmm. because yep. COVID has destroyed that yeah. it's taken all of my savings it's taken all of this all of mm. that where and i'm still i'm determined to get married still 
in a summer photos. Where am I going to put my mm. money? Am I going to put it in the photos that I can enjoy for the rest of my life? Yep. Or video, even. Mm. Or am I going to put it into the entertainment for the night? Now, depending on who you are, you argue one side or the other. But if you have, you can only have one because budget dictates it. I think the majority of people will go for the photos. If they can afford more, they might go for the band or video second and third, but one of those as well. So I have a... That's my... And I I tell you what, I have a story. I tell you this from my own, very own experience. Right. Um, So one of my wife's friends got married few years back right and they had a band right so they were in a venue and they had a band the band was okay it was a regular covers band a lot of fun um but the photographer was like you know a friend who had a camera type of a thing right okay so they did a big camera like a real camera in inverted commas and therefore you know <laughs> the picture must be good so i you know so because we were there, and of course, I mean, automatically, I mean, if you're a photographer and you see another photographer, you, yeah, I mean, there's just nothing you can do about that. You automatically kind of check them out somehow. Cool, sure. You know, without any intentions or whatever. But it's just automatically what you do. And, uh, and I, I mean, I'm, I sort of immediately clocked that A, that wasn't a professional, and B, I was thinking like, what was he doing? He was using like anyway. a 5100 or something like that. Was, yeah, anyway, so it was like, you know, I ignored it, you know, for the for the most part. But anyway, a few weeks later, we got a card, like a thank you card, that had a little collage of photos on the back, like a postcard type of a thing. You know? Okay. And the main shot, <laughs> the main shot of the bride and the groom, <laughs> she had her eyes closed. What? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it, it really, they were, yeah, they were really horrendous. Are horrendous. And the, and the funniest thing about this is, <laughs> sometime after that, <laughs> sometime oh, after I that, laugh because I'm probably devastated. My wife told me like, oh. you know, we we're talking about it, and of course, and she said like, oh, you know, and she, we were having a chat the other day, and she just, she kept going on about how amazing the photos were, and we're both just looking at each other, going like, she had a, a nice shot. What about the rest of the shots? Well, they were just as I terrible. can imagine. They were just but, as terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know. But it was a friend who was doing it for well, them. It was for, a friend. For nothing, uh, it was right? probably free, yeah. Right, so what can you say? But, you know, th- I mean, the thing is, if I, you know, we have this thing where, you know, we have um, our wedding photographer um, gave us a wooden box with prints in it. The very beautiful, lovely mm. wooden box. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. appeals to our... Um, Canadian mindset, you know, and, and is it permanently covered in maple syrup? And is it always sticky? Well, it's kind of woodland creatures inside. You, know. <laughs> you open it up and a raccoon pops out. <laughs> oh, you're right. Hey, it's a squirrel. I'd, I'd hey, it's a raccoon. That. What's that? Um, no, it's basically, it's got like stuff inside. But anyway, so it's got, it's a pile of prints in there and they're beautifully printed on, on like really cool paper. You know, it's a little bit of turn left, but, um, but that, that little wooden box sits in our windowsill in the living room. And every so often, every few weeks or something, you know, we just, we just really enjoy like an evening or something. Just, we'll just, one of us will grab the box and we'll just look through the prints, you know, and they're really cool photos. They're lovely photos, great shots. And, um, it's just a lovely way to present it. And it's actually, that's the thing about, 
you know, prints versus, versus digital uh, images and all that kind of stuff. It's just the fact that you can actually just, you have something physical in your hand and it's just nice to actually pick that up and, you know, you can it's, share and you can talk about them and you look for them intentionally. Yeah, intentionally. Absolutely. Right? And, and that's, oh, you, it's the same, it's, just, it's the same principle as um, owning vinyl, mm. right? You intentionally oh, yeah. listen to that record. Yeah. Start, and you will listen to yeah. it starts you won't go and pick out a song because it's frankly it's a pain in the ass yeah. but yeah, you will go and listen to the entire thing it's the same kind of the yeah. idea right Absolutely. behind it and it makes a difference to me and you know like on the on the opposite side you know we I also have like I have a Google gallery or whatever like you know shared gallery of lots of photos from the actual uh, wedding party uh, that, that uh, a relative of mine took and he shared the gallery with us. And there, there are lots of really nice shots in there as well. They're obviously not professional shots, but it's nice so behind the scenes stuff if you want. You yeah, know? great. Um, th- I mean, how many times do you think we look through that gallery? Like virtually never. It's so easy to access because it's on the phone or whatever, but we virtually never look at that because it's mm-hmm. not the same experience, mm-hmm. you know, to look something on a phone or an iPad or whatever. It's just not the same. It's just really nice to have something physical there. And so, you know, when especially wedding photographers hop on about, you know, um, this superiority of of prints, um, I get what they're saying because yeah. I'm you know from yeah. from yeah. the other like if you're on the other side and you're the you're the consumer you're the client basically like in my case if you know it's my wedding then I really understand what that means you know and I I value it and I really appreciate it and the funny thing was that our photographer, um. Who we interviewed in, I think, it was episode well, wasn't two. Wasn't it Dan? It was Dan Akeley, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it was Dan Akeley, yeah. <sighs> you know, the beautiful thing was that if, actually... If you haven't listened to that episode or seen Dan's work, <laughs> yeah. go back to the first few. Yeah, I think it was episode two or something. The man, he's brilliant. He's yeah. really good. Not only is really he... Not, not, I mean, you know, by all means, go back to that episode. It was, I think it was Camera Shake Podcast episode two. So we're now... It was is, two, was it? Yeah, was, was it really? 94 episodes ago. Um, <laughs> and also have a laugh... Was he our first guest? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, special meaning. You know, may, I might just, I might just listen to the episode myself tonight and, yeah. uh, and have a, have a bit of a chuckle. Yeah. And it will <laughs> because, be a chuckle. You know, yeah. Anyway, so, um, but the, the, you know, the, the thing was, legend. you know, he was never, he was never supposed to deliver prints. The arrangement that I had at the time with him was digital files only. Um, and he just did that. Mm-hmm you know, as a, you know, as a thing. And it was, it was great. And that's, you know, it was so nice. Um, it was so well appreciated and uh, it really made a huge but difference. Th- that's a pro move and right the, there. And the next time I get married, I will keep that in mind. No, I'm not. <laughs> that's it. I'm, I'm she doesn't listen. It's fine. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I can say whatever I want. But, my wife doesn't listen. <laughs> but, but that's a pro move from, from Dan. Mm. And that, that's a Absolutely. smart business decision to, you know, okay, you you could argue that you know because you you, you knew you already knew him right at yeah. the time yeah so you did know you you, you could argue that he gave you that because you knew him or well you, you could you actually, could I didn't that. I didn't really know him I mean I, I knew him um, uh, as in like we have a mutual friend fine yeah so it, this is why it's even an even more important move. It's this type of thing. You, it's not. I'm, I'm not suggesting for a second that this that's the type of thing that everybody should be doing. Mm. But to give a client something extra that they were not expecting, yeah, it's a great move. Is cracking because guess what? 
They remember that. They appreciate yeah, absolutely. that. And when they need your type of service again, even if it's not exactly what you do, but it's close, guess where they're yeah. going to go? They're going to remember that person who, oh, God, you know, he did that and I was cracking. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. You remember that and you're going to go to, go talk to that person first. At the very least, you might be able to recommend someone else, a colleague of yours, someone that you know, because really nice. it's not yeah. something that you're into. And and that's great. That's that's the type of thing that works. It's just a really nice touch, um, you know, to go above and beyond. Um, we haven't, had, you know, it's funny because when we first started out, we had a, we spoke to a lot of wedding photographers on the show. Yeah, and we haven't actually spoken to a wedding photographer in a long time. Yeah, <laughs> maybe we should get somebody on the show. Um, that would be interesting. Um, it'd be interesting to see how the wedding photography landscape has changed mm. since the pandemic. As well, so. Yeah, it would. Well, we need to get back on to getting guests on oh, the show. Well, that is and I plan. appreciate that's massively my fault. <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, <laughs> those things, that's just, you know, we had to replan a little bit. But hey, we're back in the, back in the swing of things. So um, so look, long story short, for those who are out there who haven't noticed or realized that we haven't had many guests on the last few, well, last few months. A yeah, few like months, was, really, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's because I've been working so much daytime and evening that it just practically has not worked out. However, 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 times are changing. That's all coming to an end, and I can now do stuff at night. Exactly. So there you go. There we go. Guests <coughs> are coming back, people. As are more behind the scenes. Yes, more behind the scenes. There, there will be some. There are actually some really interesting projects coming up. There's um, going to be some very cool BTS stuff coming yeah. up over the next few months. I'll so show you. the behind the scenes thing is is actually an interesting thing because um, you know I'm one of these people, and I'm sure you're too. Uh, and if you're listening to this, uh, let's see if you agree. But you know, back in the day when you know DVDs were a thing, Dupta. yeah, Dupta. when DVDs were a thing, um, I always used to buy the extended versions with the behind the scenes stuff on it, and more often than not, I would probably watch the behind the scenes thing before I even watch the movie. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. surprising. I, I get the idea of getting those versions, but to watch mm. that first, really? Yeah, yeah, quite often. I mean, especially when, especially when there were, um, when they were like movies, but there was like some groundbreaking new technologies being used. You see, I, you know. I, I did something similar. Mm. Um, not, not in the 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 era, but since. Right. I would watch the film, I would watch the BTS that's available for it, and then I would watch the film again. Yeah. Because I, I like enjoying the film for what it is and to try and get immersed in the, yeah. you know, the their reality that's there and try and get that into my head rather than immediately. Because I've spent my entire life analysing music. Yeah. And go, oh, that's how they played that. That's how they recorded that. Oh, mm. God, how have they recorded that? How have they made that sound that way? Mm. How have they made that look the way they've looked? What's the color grade? I've spent my entire life doing that. Yeah. And sometimes it's just nice to let go. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And feel what other people, the rest of the world feel. Yeah. Sometimes <clears throat> I, I realize that we don't enjoy stuff, music or video or photos in the way that the rest of the world um, feels about it and you enjoys know, it. Okay, so you know what the thing, I mean, it's, I can, I totally agree with you uh, when it comes to music, absolutely. Because, you know, when I, normally when I listen to a track, I do the same thing, I overanalyze. It, but that's just instinctively I do that. Because, yeah, me too. You know. And I did that before I got into engineering and yeah. stuff like that. 
you know, but I automatically think about arrangements, uh, uh, you know, um, I think about, you know, parts and sounds and, you know, um, and all that kind of stuff, expression, you know, when I listen to a song. And, but the only time I don't do that is when I'm in the car. Really? Yeah. So when, basically when I'm in the car and I'm driving, let's say I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the motorway on the highway. See, I'm the total opposite. Um, I basically, I crank the music up and I just, I just let it like sink in. I'm, I'm so, I, okay. And there's a reason, I, I've, I've realized there's a reason why I'm the opposite to that is because the car is a big place where I listen to my mixes. Mm. And where I've done stuff, and right. I, I, car is a massive place. I do my analyzing for songs. I used to do in that in general. In, in the like when I had a tape player in the in oh, the car, wow. I used to do that. It used to be in the studio, right? And you'd do mix, and then um, you'd go out and you listen to the mix in the car on tape. So you you dump it on tape and yeah. put it on, yeah. put it in the car. You listen to it, and then you know you go back in and yep. change some stuff. Absolutely. The one time these days I don't do that is if i'm having an evening in and i'm having a few drinks and i'll put some music on and i'll right. just uh, and then i will actually just listen mm. and i won't I'm, i'll just enjoy it for what it is but that's that's yeah. about it it's mm. hard and that's the same with well video it's a little difficult to do when you're drinking you don't enjoy things in the same way with that, but <laughs> you see I, double. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, I can't look at anything visual and not start working out what's going on. I mean, you know, we've, again, we've talked about this before, but you know, I, I have these, these arguments in inverted commas that are really arguments, uh, but these conversations with my wife all the time, you know, cause she, she watches movies very differently from, from me. And that's because mm -hmm. she's um, so in tune with, dialogue and you know the script and that sort of thing you know and storytelling and story arches and all that kind of stuff and that's to her that's what makes that's what makes a movie that's what makes a you know mm -hmm. a story basically because she comes from a script writing kind of background um you know for me i sort of it's not that i ignore any of that um that's definitely not true i mean that's important to me too but i am the first impressions that i get I have more to do with uh, lighting, like light, same. color. Um, Across the board for me, same. You know, camera moves, yep. all that kind of stuff. It's very interesting, actually. I was, uh, I was listening same. to another... Um, but I'm the same with music, yeah. lyrics. Okay, singers, don't take offense. I really don't care what you've got to say. <laughs> <laughs> Oh well, okay. <laughs> I, I I say that obviously slightly slightly in jest, yeah. but I I don't listen to the lyrics. Well, I so, listen to the melodies. Yeah, so that's important I, to me. Funny enough, I'd actually do exactly the same thing, but there's a reason for this because when I you know when I was little, if you blame this on being German Canadian, no, no, no. Yeah, well, no, I do because when when I was little, I didn't actually speak any English, so I couldn't understand. Like I was listening to English speaking music. Um, all the time, but I couldn't understand the words at all. And so to me, they were just sounds. And I remember like, I remember when I was little and I was sitting in my room with headphones on, I was listening to something. I can't remember. It may have been the Ghostbusters soundtrack or something. Excellent. I don't know. Good choice. Um, whatever it was. But I remember my parents came home and unbeknownst to me, I was sitting in my room with like headphones on, I was singing along 
And obviously I didn't, I didn't hear them come back. And so unbeknownst to me, that obviously heard me singing along. They couldn't hear the music. They could just hear me singing. And so they, they opened the door to my room. And they were just standing in the doorway, just watching and laughing their heads off for, I don't know how many minutes, whilst I was like, you know, singing my head off. Uh, but I couldn't really, I didn't know what they were singing about. You know, I don't, didn't know what the song was about. To me, they were just phonetic sounds. And so that's what yeah, I was making, phonetic sounds. Yeah. So to them, yeah. it sounded hilarious because it wasn't a language or anything, you know. Um, but, and so I think, you know, ever since then, I'm, I'm kind of same in the sense that I don't really listen to um, the meaning, like lyrical meaning. No, I don't. Per se. And, you know, when I, you know. I, I wish I could. I wish I could, but I'm, I'm yeah. almost 40. <laughs> yeah. And I've yet to be able to do that. Yeah. I, and I doubt hmm. maybe one day I will. Um, but I think I got it, more into that. Um, no, I mean, you know, no, again, by no means, like I take my wife again as an example, because she's just very much in tune with that. Um, you know, she's language is important to her. She's an English major, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's all about words and language and meaning and all that kind of stuff for her. Uh, was for me, it's about melody and all that kind of stuff, you know, mm. um, or in a, in a, in a video context, you know, again, like I said, you know, it's about lighting. I love camera moves. I just love camera moves. Um, especially when they're really clever or sometimes when they're just really effective, they can be very subtle, but, but, um, it's, you can add so much emotional value to a scene just by the way you move the camera yeah. you know and that's the one of you know one of my favorite camera moves is mm. and jaws yep <laughs> and 99 percent of the people won't even know it's happening mm. but it could be a long potentially a long scene which is just you know, straight on shot to someone talking mm. and you know it might last 30 seconds it might last a minute Mm. It might last 10, it doesn't really matter, but it might be, it's not just a quick shot. And it's the slowest. Hi, this is push. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. It's the slowest push. And it's only when you really start concentrating on the outside edges of the frame yeah. that you realize right. that you are being pushed in. Yeah. And most people won't notice it. And that's a good thing that yeah. you shouldn't notice it but you get the right emotion from it. Yeah. And that's that's what it's all about, right? Yeah, it's about exactly. evoking that right kind of emotion. Um, and that still tops tops the list of uh, camera moves for me. There's, there's that and there's lighting. There's a great show on, I want to say it's on Netflix, uh, The Man in a High Castle. Have you seen that? Bit. Yeah, parts of the first series and I kind of lost interest. I can't remember whether it's on... It's either Netflix or on Prime. I'm That's sure. Prime. That's Prime. Prime. Yeah. That's an Amazon show. Right. So what I love about that show is that... I do know Amazon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's... it's Most of it is short lighting, mm -hmm. which um, is really interesting because it... It evokes a certain amount of mystery and foreboding. And all that kind of yeah. stuff, you know, when, yeah. um, so short lighting is basically when, um, you light somebody on the, in fact, if you're on the short side of the face, so it's basically the side of the face that's away from the camera for the most part. So the side of the face that's, um, 
Which is unusual, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, so usually, you know, when you're facing a camera, um, the the side of the face that that will be facing a camera would naturally be the side of the face that you would light. Um, so that's that's the long side if you want. And the other side of the face is called the short side. So depending on how you're, you know, how you're tilting your head and how you're moving towards the camera, that's usually unless you're looking straight on at the camera like I'm doing right now. Uh, so as soon as my, I tilt my head, that would be my short side. Now the long side. The short lighting is basically when you're lighting the short side. So, so for example, with us looking at each other right now, yeah. uh, long side. Yeah, so that's right? that'll be the long side, right? But if the light was directly opposite, side. for yeah. argument's sake, exactly, that would be short side. Yeah. So, um, so what that means is, if you're lighting, if you're using short lighting or you're lighting the short side of your face, then then the main part of your face actually remains in shadow, and what that means is you just you know you you you're disguising the the biggest mm-hmm. part of your face yeah. in darkness really and so yeah. you know what that does to the character is it basically means that character isn't as open as it would have otherwise been right. so that you know when you have a character that um maybe holds something back hides something there's a mystery about that or some kind of secret or you don't know where that where that character fits in you don't know is is it you know is it a good guy is it a bad guy you know what's like what's the relationship um then then you would very often ideally light that character in a way that that actually portrays these kind of mm. attributes and so um that's what i mean that good lighting is clever lighting and it you know it says a lot about about um another dimension of that yeah. of that character and these are all the things that go into it yeah and uh, yeah people want well, how can it take a day to do that scene that mm. two minute scene that's why yes, yeah, because that, that's part, well, part of the reason why it's because it takes because these are the considerations that go into it these are the important factors if you just lit it all exactly the same way no it's just going to be so generic. It's not like a generic. It's not neighbors. You know, it's not a generic well, TV. Like, but actually, even something like neighbors has uh, considerations with that, but done in so, a TV manner. Okay, so that's actually that's a really good comparison, actually, um, because if you look at um, a sitcom type of scenario, like Friends, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with a sitcom like that, typically, um, they're really lit with. What, what you could kind of describe as beauty lighting. So basically yeah. you have, um, you know, flat lighting. Uh, you, if you, if you were on the stage, it's, it's very flat. It's from, from above, from above at an angle. And then, yeah. you know, you could light the characters that way. And so everything's even, it's very even lighting. And that's, that works in that sitcom scenario because, you know, when you have multiple lights, uh, you have multiple characters, um, in the same space, you end up with cross lighting issues and cross mm-hmm. shadows and all that kind of stuff. And so you want to avoid that. Because uh, exactly, uh, but and you know, you're also they're also not trying to evoke an emotion that isn't related to yeah. comedy. No, that's right. Tr- you yeah, that's you don't want to be you you don't want to be but yeah. Just for arguments, like Rembrandt lighting someone that is trying to do some kind of yeah. Ross from Friends. You know, it's, wh- it's not going to work. Yeah, it's when just, when these, not gonna work. and so in scenes where this. That is sort of applied when, you know, uh, when you have uh, slightly more, you know, involved lighting, let's say. Um, th- those are usually scenes where you'd have like two characters sitting in a restaurant, for example, you know, maybe, or, or, 
or something like that. Um, you know, where you, where, where it's more about an individual character or maybe two characters talking. Mm-hmm. Um, but the typical, you know, friends style, whether it's friends or Seinfeld or whatever it is, you know, this, the typical kind of scenario where you have. Notice how we can't mention a, a, a sitcom after 1998. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, everybody's in the same room, in the same apartment, basically. Everything's going to be lit super flat. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's a there's a look to that that's also, you know. And it's a cool look. I like the look. Yeah. I, I do. It's I really a, like yeah, the it's look. Very I think it's grand. It, grand. <laughs> oh, that's grand. Sw- oh, it's swell. Swell, yes. <laughs> grand. Oh, dear. All right. But, yeah. Um, anyway, different lighting concepts. Maybe we'll talk a little bit more about this. We need to get into that a bit more, I think, on this. Because yeah, it's important. It, I mean, there's very little that's more important yeah. than than lighting, right? Yeah, maybe we should do a little lighting module mm-hmm. as part of the podcast. Like and you can overcomplicate it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, but you... And yes, some of it is very damn complicated, but all the basics is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, you know, don't overthink it. Exactly. Don't overthink it. Very important part. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the thing. So, um, I've come across a super funny story. Um, it's, an, it's another Nikon story. Another Nikon Xenon. Every, oh, everything's to do with them. Right, it's well, funny. Yeah, well, this, this one is really funny. So Nikon have uh, announced new custom shutter sounds for the Z9. Because remember, the, the Z9 doesn't have any mechanical shutter. So I'm going to disappear for a few minutes because this you, is going to upset me. Well, it's not because you love this one. I know you will. Um, so the Z9 has no mechanical shutter. Oh, the mindfulness app on my watch just told me to be mindful. Have you moved too much today? <laughs> no, not enough. Mindful, um, that, that thing got the... Anyway, carry yeah. on. Anyway, so, um, so anyway, the Z9 doesn't have a mechanical shutter anymore, and so therefore it doesn't make a sound when you press the shutter button. Mm-hmm. And so, like many... Um, you know, mirrorless cameras, you have to basically have some kind of artificial sound, right? Now, Nikon have just introduced custom shutter sounds. And the most popular one? It's a cat's meow. Meow. (laughs) Can you imagine? Hey, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Meow. (laughs) Turn your head a little bit, a little bit to the left. Yeah. Meow. Oh. I need to get a Z9 just for that. <laughs> Love it. it. Um, it's rare that I'm speechless. I know, but... I normally have some shit to say. I know, but... But you got to give it to Nikon. Do you? Yeah. Because... Like, Do you not think that they've just pushed themselves into the world of... Cats? No, into... Oh, they're that wanky brand that imagine, does... Imagine, imagine, you're doing, imagine you're doing a shoot like in some alleyway or something. You take a shot, it goes meow, and all of a sudden you've been chased down the alley by a whole bunch of oh, like, I can't dogs. Get, I, can't get on, <laughs> I just can't get on board with this. <laughs> anyway. This, this is up there with um, putting speakers in electric cars to make them sound like a proper engine. Yeah, yeah, Put exactly. a fucking engine in... Excuse my language. Put a engine in it yeah but isn't it no but that, that actually has a different purpose that has a purpose i'm not talking about the safety yeah the safety issue. i'm not I talking about that yeah i'm talking about those that put 
proper systems in that make it sound exactly yeah but if you could have like a, a full-on engine i don't know if you can if if you're a tesla driver let me know if it's any different but you know if you could have custom sounds in your tesla wouldn't you have like an ice cream van bell kind of a thing oh. <laughs> <laughs> or the sound of the millennium falcon <laughs> oh come on that would be really, that would be awesome all right that would be cool yeah well, but yeah. <laughs> oh my love it god oh so many things can be done with custom um now here's the thing though i mean you're just diluting your so funny nikon story but of course we have to counterbalance that with um a really quite quite a tragic canon story okay yeah so this this actually um i don't know so The, the nikon one was pretty tragic um so canon set up uh, some years ago set up uh, the canon's institute for global studies what that is is basically uh, it's a think tank um it's a private think tank that was set up in i think 2007 or something um and it was it was set up to commemorate canon's 70th anniversary okay right and so the idea was the the corporate philosophy for canon is is called uh and i'm i'm totally pronounced this wrong because it's japanese it's like kyosei or something, right? Which basically is the idea of living and working together for the common good. Okay. For, he said all of that in kyosei. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's basically, you know, for the common good, you know, with the aim to um, to contributing to to global prosperity. That's that's all just encompassed in, in one word. Kyosei. Why, why do we not all speak Japanese then if they can say all of that in one word? Well, but that's, isn't that how that language works anyway? Hi! Mm. And that basically means like a million things. Anyway. <laughs> um, so. Daniel-san. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway. So, <laughs> now, tragic story, though. Because, um, so Canon are under pressure to uh, to remove multiple articles by a Dr. Taishi Suryana. What? Or something like that. Because he's been calling the climate crisis fake news and yeah, he's right. called Greta Thunberg a communist. Uh, that's not good for the brand. Not, <laughs> not the best for the brand, is it? No. Not the best. No. So um, okay. So the these articles but has he said this stuff when he's been uh, doing it for Canon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So on the on the okay on the Canon Institute for Global Studies website, apparently he's written some articles to that effect and how uh, did that get free so total um you know so basically articles that promote uh you know dangerous climate denial how did that get in? stuff I and mean, you know canon it's just it's just a you know not a good idea really so anyway so that's uh that was some some negative news on canon's behalf there um uh, it's not really their fault so to speak and i'm not suggesting either that denying climate change is wrong i don't agree because it is real hey how many stumps um, have but uh <laughs> recently you know I, I there's a um lack of um process there for canon that's allowed that to get mm. through and okay fine it's not them specifically it's one of their uh, ambassadors if you like yeah it just looks um, bad looks bad it, it does but um it does but i'm sure most people can see past that that was an individual and not yeah, it's multiple articles, though. It's not just one. I think it's been going on. Okay, for a so while. Canon, <laughs> very specifically Canon Japan. Yeah. Um, oh, well. Okay. 
I hadn't heard about that. But at you all. know, calling Greta Thunberg uh, uh, or Thun, I can never pronounce her name correctly. Greta, is it Thunberg or Thun Thun Thunberg? I'm English. I can't pronounce foreign names. Or Thunberg. <laughs> I don't just don't know. Anyway, her, that that girl. Yeah, um, that one. That one. <laughs> um, but yeah, calling her communist is that's that's, that's, <laughs> that's far out. From a pure comedy perspective, it is amusing. Well. Uh, it's inaccurate, obviously, but it's uh, it's it's amusing. She's a character on Splitting Image. I mean, so there you go. You know, there you go. Basically... If she's on the same show as Boris Johnson, then <laughs> and Putin isn't Putin a Splitting Image? Oh yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, let's not get there. <laughs> no. Well, you know, this is like this is episode ninety six again. You know, if you are watching this on Thursday. Then I'd like to think it's all over, but then then you're lucky because you know World War Three hasn't started yet. Um, yeah, that's what I can say to that. And I'll I'll bleep this out in post, but what a fucking cock monkey that man is! <laughs> <laughs> you can work out what I said. No, yeah, um, shocking. Uh, I don't know if we have any listeners in Ukraine or in Russia, actually. Um, okay. Well, you can be pretty sure that all of them are against what's going on. Well, you know, I mean, we're, look, here's the thing. We're like super not political on this show. No, we're ever. not. But this um, is very, very current and obviously but sometimes, insanely wrong. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you just have to pick a side. And, you know, in, in this particular side, we're 100% behind, you know, the people of Ukraine, I would say, yeah. because... You know, we've obviously been, we've, well, we had no choice but to follow this for the last six days or something. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely horrendous, you know, and I have to say, I mean, you know, you know, coming from a country that um, has, you know, invaded other a countries. spotty past. It's very spotty past, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, I really, you know. I, oh, Canada. <laughs> yeah, terrible. <laughs> These invaders. These Canadian invaders. Jesus Sorry, Christ. I'm making light of it. Just, uh, just. No, yeah, but, anyway, um, but but you know it's it's one of these things um, that you know just makes you realize that you know we've had ample opportunities to learn from history, and if there seem to be some people on this planet who haven't read there the are, history books, frankly, there are just a handful of people who are still so close to that past. No. Yeah. That they have no ability to let it go for whatever reason. And before long, it'll all be gone. Those people will be gone. And I hope that we can all just move on. <laughs> yeah. You know? Same. Anyway, so if you are... Get to the idealistic Star Trek world, right? Exactly. If So if you are listening, if you are in Ukraine and, and you're, you know, I'm pretty sure you've got other problems at the moment rather than listening to a photography podcast well, but you know quite. if if you are then you know um our hearts go out to you obviously um you know we hope you get through this you know the best uh, with the best out- outcome possible um yeah tragic times really tragic times and it mm. affects us all really you know it affects us all to uh to an extent um you know i think i think the world's a different place yeah, yeah, it really is, and it's going to get more and more different over the next few days, weeks, months. Mm. There's going to be all sorts of 
repercussions of what's going on. I was looking at, um, I was actually looking at a photography website today, um, earlier today, and um, there was an article featuring uh, photographs from Ukraine, like, you know, so almost like, it's going to call behind the scenes photographs, but just simply photographs of what's going on. Um, and it was really harrowing and really terrible. Yeah, I've seen, um, I've seen some. It's really, uh, really hard to, to watch it. Just like, just like any, you know, any war zone really. It's just, but to think that, and it's a weird thing, you know, I've thought about this quite a lot. I mean, it's a weird thing. You know, this is obviously happening on our doorstep, um, you know, give or take. It's, you know, a European country. Um, this is like all out war. Um, that's really not that far away. And it's just, um, I don't know. It's a weird thing to say, but it has a different impact compared to like, you know, looking at, looking at news from you know, the Middle East, let's say, or something like that. It just seems mm -hmm. so much further away. I don't know what it is. And it just doesn't make any sense necessarily. Or maybe it does. I don't know. Um, but yeah, pretty terrible, terrible thing. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Enough about that for now. Um, there are other news <laughs> that seem completely irrelevant at this point, actually. Like the fact that Lego are making a near-to-scale Polaroid one-step SX70 camera. Wait, what? Say it again. So Lego um, make a near-to-scale Polaroid one-step SX70 camera as a Lego thing with... Um, with a moving film tray. Really? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be in any way functional? No, it's basically... It what has, a shame. So the film tray comes out, basically it's got like a little dial on the side and you can basically turn it and then the film tray comes out as if it was a photograph coming out of a Polaroid. Yeah, that's cool. Right? It's really cool. It, it is cool. It looks really good. It actually looks really good. It, look, it really looks really good. Hmm. Um, it's near to scale. It's 538 pieces. Um, so Lego do a thing where they... Um, they have, uh, their run was called the Lego Ideas page, where basically people can come up with things that they build and then they can enter it to the uh, Lego Ideas page. Oh, I like that. And Lego basically look That's at cracking. it. And then um, they have like, they have like a staff vote or something like that. And they'll basically decide, you know, what they like. And then it put, potentially that will then turn into a product further down the road. What's a cracking idea. Yeah. Everyone should do that. Do you know, they built like, they like there's a... Um, a shop under the uh, Legoland railway no, railway bridge <laughs> in Windsor. Right. Okay. There's a Lego shop there. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if it's still there. But... Um, Lego have come up with with a whole bunch of really cool things, like the um, the fire station from Ghostbusters and stuff. That's cool. Yeah, that's very. Cool. That's very cool. Um, and the only really cool thing I've I've seen Playmobil come out with recently is actually the Playmobil. Yeah, the original um, USS Enterprise with all the characters. And a fully functional bridge and stuff. That's wicked. It looks great. It's huge. You're so getting that for your wife for Christmas. <laughs> well, the idea had, had crossed my mind. But um, no, so <laughs> it's funny. I was talking to Paula the other day and she was saying, oh, yeah, actually, I used to really like Star Trek. I was, I was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. Who's really? <laughs> yeah. She said, yeah, I used, I used to watch Voyager oh, yeah. a lot. So, all right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, go, we'll get into that. And she said, Tom Paris. All <laughs> 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 oh, right. <God. laughs> there you go. That's why you watched it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah, my wife's actually, she's, she's uh, rewatched all the different Star Trek series, all of them, 
uh, whilst cooking. So she has a she has an iPad on while she's cooking. So she watches like her TV shows. She's whatnot. clearly cooking too much then. Yeah, she likes cooking, but yeah, I mean, uh, takes, that re- this reflects on you, by the way. She she basically went through. She watched the entire, like all the seasons of ER, like which of which there are many, and all that kind of stuff. So it's you know it's always on when she's in the kitchen cooking, you know. So um, yeah, and it, it takes it takes months or years sometimes. You you cook too much. That's it. <laughs> I know you're not watching, but can I'm never, telling you right now, you cook too much. Can never be a bad thing. You need to kick him into touch he needs to be doing a lot more cooking than he is i order <laughs> that's right i'm a professional at ordering <laughs> exactly and eating and eating um, yeah exactly anyway so uh so coming back to this uh, this lego polarized so um so that's been entered to the uh to the lego ideas page and it now has received over ten thousand backers so there's a really good chance that we might see that in the shops. It's really cool. Mm. It's a really, really good idea. So yeah, and I it, like the idea of that, you know, submissions yeah. and voting and all that. It's really and it looks, cool. Um, it looks actually, yeah, it's it's phenomenally lifelike. Mm. So yeah. Okay. Great job. Wicked. Now there is there's a one big piece of news. Um this this week. And that is oh, and we sort of alluded to that a few weeks ago. Um when we were talking about Olympus bringing out a new camera, but we didn't really have any details. Nothing really was known. And they have, are they out? Yes. So they've now announced the thing. It's basically their new flagship, the OM-1. And it has some really tasty... Um, um, yeah, it has some really tasty features, actually. So... Does it? Yeah, it does. It really does, actually. It's um, it Also, it will be the last flagship camera under the Olympus brand name mm-hmm. because it'll will be henceforth be known as OM Digital. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Olympus. Bye. Yeah, that's uh, shocking. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um but the OM1 um first of all it looks re- it's, it looks really quite cool. Um it's still Micro Four Third, but Olympus have they sort of, you know, they are committed to that format. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, just as Panasonic. And I respect I've just, that. I've actually just heard, just just in brackets, um, I've just heard that uh, Panasonic are really invested in the four, in the Micro Four Third um, format. They are, um, they're going to be bringing out a number of other cameras over the next year or so, um, all you know using Micro Four Third sensors. So they're fully invested in that. Um, but coming back to the uh, the OM One, now get this right, it's a twenty megapixel stacked BSI. Live MOS sensor mm-hmm. with uh, what's called a True Pig X image. It sounds like processor. the GH5. Yeah. Um, so it's apparently it's three times faster than any other Olympus ever made. So that's one thing. Uh, faster in what what respect? Sorry. In like processing though. Oh, just general. Uh, yeah. Pro- okay. Image processing. Okay. Okay. Um, the um, dynamic range is is better um, by by like a whole stop. I think it's, it's maximum ISO is from like twenty five thousand six hundred. Um, now, that can be expanded to like a hundred and something, a hundred and two, was it a hundred and two thousand four hundred or something? Um, it includes five axis in body stabilization. Yeah, so it's very cool. Um, but what what the thing I like is that it's it sort of it includes some computational photography in it. Okay, because basically what it allows you to do is this: there's a high res high resolution shot mode, um, and there's two high resolution shot modes. Uh, they allow you to create images between 50 
and 80 megapixels. Mm -hmm. So remember, this is a 20 megapixel sensor. So what it does is basically in the high-res shot mode, it basically takes, I'm guessing, up to four separate images and mm -hmm. it combines them together into one yeah. huge yeah. high-resolution file. And that's kind of, that's pretty cool, you know? But it's also, and this is the other thing, it's also pretty fast. So, you know, so even if you're shooting wildlife and, and, or something. Do you know how that's, sorry, Kate, but mm. how, how does that work? And what I mean by that is... How does it technically work? Yeah, and yes and no, but uh, is that working that I am taking, let's just say I'm on a tripod and I'm taking a shot of the camera that's at us right now and I'm not moving the camera and I hit go. Mm -hmm. Will I end up with it taking four shots and end up with my 80 megapixel photo of that one shot? Or am I required to do like you would do, take multiple shots and stitch them together oh, afterwards? No, no I what, think... What, 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 is, what does it mean in that respect? I think it's my bedtime reminder. <laughs> well, nice. it's late. Anyway, so um, no, I, I it's think... It's not late. I didn't actually, um, it didn't really go to the details, but I think it's more of a, like a pixel shift type of a it thing. It is pixel shift. Okay. I think that's what it is. So static cam, like. so to speak, yeah, exactly. and eventually making that. That's what it sounds okay. like. There wasn't any. So if you've got no motion, yeah. I'm guessing it will work brilliantly. So from the, from the information I had, it wasn't really clear, but um, that's what it's going to sound like. Anyway. Okay. But, you know, we'll hear more about this. In the near future, anyway. So I'm pretty like a, sure Panasonic have had that for a while, or something like that. But they did a a, a lower. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't remember what it was now, if I'm honest. But a lower quality version of that. Mm. They call. I think they called it a 4K picture picture or something. Oh, I right. don't know. Anyway, their images on the GH5 were just shocking. Anyway, mm. but. Yeah. That's what they could do on it, something like that. I guess it was the same kind of technology, and this has just brought it on a, a huge leap. Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, it's nothing new, really. I mean, it's been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, know, exactly. Um, different manufacturers allow you to do that. But, you know, anyway, so it's all in this one package. The other thing is, is that it's actually, it's also, it's a fast shooter as well. Um, 50 frames per second at full res uh, with, with no blackout in EVF, by the way. So mm -hmm. if you're shooting sports or wildlife, or anything like that, this could be a really attractive package. And I know from the sort of camera club world, um, where, of course, you know, shooting wildlife in particular is very, very popular, and sports actually to an extent. Um, you know, there, there could potentially be a huge market for that. I mean, I yeah. know that that in that, um, you know, in that environment, a lot of people shoot Olympus. And so, and therefore have the glass and all the rest of it. So this could be, you know, this could be really an interesting, mm, yeah. um, an interesting yeah. thing for, for that, for that kind of shooter, you know, which isn't a professional market at all. But I think, to be honest, I mean, I think Micro Four Thoughts is, with the exception of the GH5 stroke GH6, and video applications is... And I think it only really applies to video applications. Yeah, exactly. Microphone thoughts is, is probably not a kind of format that's used a lot in the professional world generally, but in the enthusiast world, that's really very popular. Yeah, you know, and, so. and 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 rightly so, actually. Um, sure. You know the the yeah the the lenses, the size, the weight, the all of that, the price, the price. 
I'm sorry, yeah. it, it does make a difference. Because we'll, I tell um, you what, we'll come to the price in a minute, and actually that'll that'll actually surprise you, given what's in the package, basically. Mm. You know, so remember we've got 50 frames full res, um, you know, frames, 50 frames per second at full resolution. Um, the EVF seems pretty cool. You know, 5.76 million pixels. Okay, sounds awesome. Um, and even on the video front, you know. Not a bad. 4K at 60p and 100, like full HD or 1080p at 240 frames per second. Yeah. You can do a little bit of damage with that. Uh, 12 bit 444. I have no idea what that means. Mm. Um, on an external recorder. Sounds pretty good. When, you know, video wise, it's decent. What, what's, uh, um, that's an external recorder. Which, yeah. Do you know what it's like on SD? Didn't say. Okay. Um, of course not. So now, so remember this, right? So you get 20 megapixels, you get a stacked, um, the stacked BSI Which I think is, sensor. That's pretty much standard, I think, for four feds. So, now. you know, and um, improved dynamic range, in-body five-axis stabilization, so, all that kind of stuff. So stacked should mean it's got dual ISO, I believe. Yeah. Possible. So it'll have two base ISOs. Right. Like, um, uh, just for argument's sake, um, I think I, if I remember right, the GH five Eds had like four hundred and eight hundred and a thousand or right, so, okay. something like that. Mm. So you got the lowest noise oh, right, possible. Okay. At once you got to those, they it would switch sensors basically. Okay, but that's just predominantly for video applications. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I never mm. really used it for stills no, at all, okay. but um, yeah. Cool. Um, no, I think it still applies to stills, but the ISOs were different. Oh, interesting. Mm. No, 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 no. I take that totally back. The ISOs was different when you were at using log versus rec seven oh, nine video. Okay. Right, that's what it was. Sorry. Cool. My well, mistake. But the whole thing sets you back a cool nineteen hundred and ninety nine pounds for the body. So that's really not bad. That's that's. Quite expensive for a micro full thirds body, though. It's, it's, but it's a flagship. It's it's not expensive for a flagship. We're, if we're comparing that to all the other flagships, flagship full stop. Yeah, true. Yeah. How does that? Comp- I mean, frankly, Panasonic are their competition with this. Mm. How does that compare to their current flagship? Um, okay, so let's have a look at because I don't know from the top of my head how much the Panasonic GH6 would be, but let's and have a look. Depending on how many words you can say while you're searching, it will <laughs> yeah, depend exactly. on whether very... I cut this on. Ah, uh, interesting enough, the GH6, 1,999 pounds. It's exactly the same. That's interesting. That's very interesting. There you go. Body only, yeah, exactly the same price point. Chevron. I'll tell you what, the GH5S didn't cost that. That's gone up a lot. So if we look at, I mean, if we compare the specs, um, okay, so ISO is the same, screen resolution. I doubt there's a lot between them, if I'm honest. No, I think they'll, they'll be very... There or thereabouts. They're probably, okay, this doesn't give me all the specs, but I think um, they, from from the sound of it, They'll be very, yeah, very similar. 
No, but we'll we'll check for sure. Ah, so, okay, so the okay, so the GH six has a twenty five point two megapixel versus um, what versus twenty. Um, so slightly higher resolution, um, but it has considerably smaller. Um, EVF. So that's... Maybe we should do a side-by-side comparison. I, I think one. we need to. Yeah. That I think these these are a couple of important cameras that are coming out, actually. Um, yeah. There's a huge market for full-thirds. Yeah, you know, this is actually this is an interesting point because, um, I mean, that format is really, like we said earlier, it's really geared at this sort of enthusiast kind of market. Mm. And that's, I mean... It's the, most of the market. Yeah, the pro <laughs> pro market for these sort of cameras is is a considerably smaller market. I mean, it's, you know, it's yeah, obvious. absolutely. So um, it's an interesting thing. Anyway, so, you know, sounds good. Uh, good news for all of our friends, our, you know, friendly Olympus shooters. Yeah. Um, this sounds pretty awesome. It'd be interesting... Actually, I'd be interested to know how many of, of the people that I know that shoot Olympus will be switching to that. Um, it's always a little bit sad when a, when sort of an old brand, you know, is is disappearing to think that that's the last Olympus branded camera. Mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't think OM Digital is necessarily an improvement. Of course it's not. You know. If it was called something like Zork. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh, we're in one of the bad Superman films, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Zorok the Destroyer. <laughs> um, oh, but yeah, true. anyway, so, you know, happy happy days. Good news for, um, for Olympus. Yep, 100%. Um, super awesome. Now, um, yeah, that is what we've got for today. Um, again, if you are listening to this on Thursday, the 3rd of March, and you are in the of North West London, Stroke, Watford, Hertfordshire type area. And you want to learn how I you should just describe the most vast area. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, um, but yeah, if you're interested in uh, in how I shoot the uh, the three heads in a row images, um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, check out Instagram, go to at three heads in a row. Uh, that's literally three spelled T-H-R-E-E, mm-hmm. heads in a row. Um have a look at that if you like it and you want to learn more about it and how I shoot those, then you can either come along if you're in the area or um, send us a message and we can maybe turn this into more of a tutorial. But there'll be more behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. So stuff coming out about this anyway. Anyhow, now, that being said, we have come to the end of this week's episode. That was episode 96 of the Camera Shake podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast, then be reminded that you can see our lovely faces in full Technicolor over on YouTube. And if you feel so inclined, hit the subscribe button, you know, hit the bell so that you're notified every time we bring out a new video. Um, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, then be so kind as to leave us a review because that really helps us. That being said, that is it. We shall see you again next Thursday. <laughs>